Hello and welcome to TMG Unfiltered. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are two market girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog. And this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we do our photography and videography, trending news topics, and whatever's kind of piquing our interest. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about our recipe creation process. It's a science, basically. (laughs) But before we get into that, roll the intro. This is Plant-Based News with Kat and Dev, bringing you their unsolicited opinions on the stories and scandals taking the vegan world by storm. Hello and welcome to the news. I'm Devin. And I'm Catherine. Today making news, when the moon hits the sky <laughs> like vegan pizza pie, it's amore. 7-Eleven. Oh, Did sorry. It's 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 7-Eleven is making vegan pizza news, except not. So, so close. So close. <laughs> We're getting there. Yeah. Um, 7-Eleven announced that they are going to be adding Beyond Meat Crumbles to a pizza that they offer um it's called their beyond sausage and roasted veggie pizza um so it will have cheese on it so it's only vegetarian just so you know Mm -hmm. but it's available 24 7 and you can buy it like on the spot to eat it like right there or you can buy it frozen and make it at home which is cool and we were just talking about wanting ready-made slices were we not yeah 7-eleven we get it you hear us everyone is listening to yeah, us yes just so you know 7-eleven we were talking about vegan pizza yeah um you were close though yeah so we'll see it next week you can, yeah <laughs> this is us saying uh change the cheese and we're good to go yeah or like even if you just offered one without cheese like the exact same pizza just take off the cheese no actually that's not going to cut it for me really that's a slap most in the of, face oh most of the time i like if i'm at a place that's generally not a vegan place yeah. most of the time i don't get vegan cheese on it the only places i actually get vegan cheese are vegan pizza places that's wild very to me. Rare, like, unless it's like like il fornello i always get their cheese on it because i think it's really good yeah but like when i go to blaze i never get you know i hardly ever get cheese on it i have noticed that when you post about it yeah. i'm like um what's wrong with your pizza first Catherine? of all a it's because i don't want to spend the extra like two dollars it is sometimes and b i just find most places don't really know how much cheese to put on it yeah so they either put too little or too much and i hate both of those options so i'd rather just no cheese wow yeah okay. i've just really embraced the sauce and veggies on pizza i think it's really good especially when you have a really good crust i don't think it needs cheese this okay i mean i'm not there okay. i'm not there i mean that is fair i don't think 7-eleven has great crust i don't know i've never had pizza Ooh. from 7-eleven so i can't i'm not a judge of that but yeah here's to assume 7-Eleven probably isn't the best pizza you're going to have ever in your life, but um, I didn't realize they had pizza. I did. I, they have a lot of like ready to go. It's yeah. like, no offense, 7-Eleven, like don't make this, like don't, if you're listening, I don't want this to stop you from doing vegan options, but the pizza looks gross. Oh no. <laughs> like, but like as a quick option, there's a lot of things that look gross that are actually delicious. Yeah. So as a quick option, I can see it being good. Yeah. But they have also like trying to remember what else they have like a lot of weird things that you can just order to go they also have like boneless chicken wings i think oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah it's in do. that like hot yeah, yeah. hot fridge whatever yeah. those are called <laughs> um there's just such weird options at 7-elevens i don't think that there is a 7-eleven near me anymore um, so this won't impact me that much and also just for listeners it's 7-eleven across canada right or is it in the states as well 
I don't know. The article I'm reading is a Canadian news article, so they might just be mentioning the Canada ones. But as of my, all that I know is it's for sure in Canada. I have no idea about the states. Mm-hmm. Is Seven Eleven Canada separate from Seven Eleven in the states? I have no idea because A and W Canada is separate from A and W in the states, yeah. and that's why A and W Canada has different menu right. options. But I'm curious. But yeah, so it's just in Canada as far as we know. It's cool to see it. It's it, it's more of the people just wanting the Beyond Meat name yeah. as associated with their brand, which is cool that people are so like, oh my God, this brand's so popular and it's a vegan brand. That's awesome to see. Mm-hmm. I just wish they were like, I'm glad it's an option for people, but it's not an option for everyone yet, mm-hmm. which is kind of sucks, but. It is pretty crazy though to see the influence that companies like Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods are having over like other restaurants wanting their names attached and having that status because like before like i don't think we've ever seen something like this before where like normally they would call it a veggie burger or Mm -hmm. vegetarian burger or something like the brand name wouldn't be associated with it but now it's like the impossible whopper and the beyond meat burger at a and w or whatever it is like the brand name is built into it so like Mm -hmm. you know how powerful these brands have to be for these brands to literally get their name in the menu item yeah um so 7-eleven pizza vegetarian it's a roasted veggie pizza with beyond sausage on it sounds great it sounds delicious yeah um make it vegan that's all we can say i think about that maybe pizza pizza will be listening to this episode and then they'll get some ready-made slices yeah, not, and then not that i love pizza pizza's pizza but you know. well it's Catherine... an option it's an option yeah i like options <laughs> all right should we move on to our next yeah. news topic what are we talking about next which one we're talking about jamie oliver okay we're we talking about jamie oliver yeah uh, jamie oliver one of my favorite chefs ever he's just so fun and someone's compared me to jamie oliver before was it you no because i don't know anything about jamie oliver <laughs> yeah that's fair. someone t- mentioned jamie oliver and me i think in the same sentence and i got like so flattered well you should remember that better then oh i think it was i think it might have been fally when she when we did that like interview thing oh, on the yeah, blog. Yeah. i think she talked about jamie oliver i was like what what she talked about two market girls being like jamie oliver got it okay um so jamie oliver is doing a new cooking show again it's just part of his thing he just mm-hmm. keeps doing shows <laughs> um but his new cooking show is going to be completely vegetarian which awesome. is awesome um so let's see it's going to Channel 4, which is a UK-based mm-hmm. network. So I don't know if it'll be available in Canada or the US. Okay. No idea. But he... So a quote from him about his new show is that... So the whole show is going to be about basically upping your veggie game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks about... He's saying, I think we all know that eating more vegetables is good for us and the environment. And he hopes like this will help people to understand how to use vegetables better, I think. Um... Like, help vegetables reach their full potential. Yes. Because a lot of people, that's why they don't like vegetables. They're not giving them the attention they deserve. They don't know how to bring out the best in their vegetables. Jamie's here to help you. That's my <laughs> yeah. promo, he promo also, for him. He also recently released a cookbook all about vegetables, which is cool. So, he's really big on the plant-based bandwagon now. I mean, he isn't vegetarian or vegan at all himself. He still eats meat. Mm-hmm. And he mentions that, like, he still enjoys meat and fish and all that stuff. But he does think everyone needs to be eating more vegetables. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe not all vegetables. Like, he doesn't necessarily think everyone needs to be vegetarian or vegan. 
but he thinks people need to be eating more of it which is awesome yeah and the fact that like a tv network also believes in that enough to be like yeah mm-hmm, this is gonna work. be a whole show yeah. that is gonna be vegetarian focused mm-hmm. that's a good step yeah especially like i think it's gonna be a nice way to show people like because i still think there's that barrier of people thinking that if there's no meat on the plate it's not a meal mm-hmm. like it can be a snack it can be this but it's not really a full meal unless you yeah. have like some sort of meat on the plate so i think it'll be a nice way to show like i'm hoping he'll be doing like full meals and stuff like that and things like that so i think it'll be really cool yeah and like you watch a lot of cooking shows and i enjoy shows like chef's table and i feel like both of us are sometimes watching and being like well this is a lot of food that doesn't really represent us it would be really cool to see food that was closer to the food that we're making Mm -hmm. and this is a good step towards that um so he says putting labels on food uh Sorry, putting labels on food preferences, I have to say, frightens the life out of me. There are enough things in life that divide us. I feel that food shouldn't be one of them. But it is. As far as I'm concerned, it's good. If it's good, it's good. Everyone's on their own food journey and people are at all different stages and that's okay. I really like that quote. I do too. Right? Like, I like not having to put, like, labels obviously help people, like, for like dietary restrictions Mm -hmm. stuff when you're at a restaurant, labels help. But I like the idea of, like, this unlabeled eating. Just eat what you want to eat yeah eat what makes you feel good and the part about like respecting that everybody's at a different point in their journey yeah just because they're not eating like you doesn't mean that they're eating wrong they're eating where they need to be eating right now Mm. so also i didn't know this but apparently the british prime minister boris johnson Mm -hmm. is eating a very like and he's apparently openly talked about this but he's eating more veg forward diet as well because his girlfriend is an environmentalist so through influence of that he's been eating more veg forward which is really cool to see someone in power of a pretty powerful nation yeah that is eating like maybe not he's maybe he's not vegetarian or vegan but he's focused on more veg forward eating which is cool so jamie oliver also says he's keen to cook for him yeah so that's cool um but yeah i just really like jamie oliver i think he stands for some pretty awesome things he's all about eating healthy teaching people about food you know teaching people what's in their food and like the dangers of too much sugar or this or whatever so i i like jamie oliver a lot and i'm very excited about his new show and i feel like he uh generally has a very like approachable and friendly persona Mm -hmm. to how he presents information in his cooking shows and stuff and i mean like i honestly don't own any of his cookbooks but my parents do Mm -hmm. and most of his cookbooks are geared towards people who like good food but don't necessarily love to cook which i kind of like Mm -hmm. and it's hard to get from a chef like i find like a lot of chefs love to cook and it's not like it's not bad that you love to cook it's awesome but i think they forget that not everyone loves to cook so not everyone wants a meal that's going to take two hours to cook so like Jamie Oliver, I just bought my parents one of his cookbooks that all the recipes are seven ingredients or less. I think I that think. we bought that one for my dad a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, and it's just same so idea. cool. Yeah. So like so simple and the food looks so good. Yeah. Like so good. So I just like his approach to cooking. Yeah. That he's a chef, but he's not too pretentious about food and he thinks food can be enjoyed by everyone, even people who don't like cooking. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. So I'm excited about his show and nice. I hope it streams in Canada. I'm sure you'll find it. Yeah, I'll find it. (laughs) All right. Our last news topic has been a pretty um, hot topic in the news. Literally hot. Yeah. Like all of a sudden it just like was in everybody's face. Yeah. So it's the fires in the Amazon rainforest have been capturing a lot of people's attention. And there's a lot about this story that we don't know about. Yeah. Um, I know some of the imagery that has been 
um, circulating has actually been old images, not accurate ones yeah. for what's going on right now. And that's causing like some kind of some controversy yeah some like fake news controversy yeah. and stuff like that and people don't know what to believe exactly and all that stuff yeah exactly yeah like what is the truth about what's going yeah. on in the rainforest but what we do want to touch on is the fact that um the rainforest and the fires are starting to be linked back to if we consume less meat it maybe might this help will, yeah ma- decrease maybe exactly the risk of this happening again or whatever yeah and just help decrease the impact on our surroundings and environment um, I think the article that m- caught my attention, I didn't read it fully, but mm-hmm. it was mainly who it was and what it said, was CNN yeah. released, which is like a major news organization that released an article that says the Amazon is burning because the world eats t- so much meat. And like, that's just like point blank that like it's right there. It's not the, it might be burning because maybe we need to start eating less meat. It's no, this is why. Yeah. And it's really cool to see that. Like, it kind of sucks that we have to see that. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's really cool to see that big news organizations are being like, hey, this is most likely the reason. Yeah. And that same tweet that you saw from CNN, um, somebody retweeted CNN's and said, CC, Impossible Foods, Beyond Meat, easy. And then Impossible Foods retweeted that and said, it'll take more than just us and Beyond Meat to change the world. It's going to take a collective effort from everyone. Eat better, do better. What a tweet. I like that tweet. What I like, like the first thing that grabbed my attention about that was that they're talking about them and Beyond Meat as like a joint, like we're in this together, not like it's us against them. It's like together we are going to make a change. And like what I also like about that is that like this person who tweeted it clearly set up impossible to be like oh thanks for the awesome compliment or yeah we're just this is what we're trying to do or whatever yeah instead they were like no like this is a start but it's nowhere near enough and like we it takes other people to do this too which is so cool i know i was um, so proud to see that like that's such a good response from yes. a company and honestly like nothing against impossible or beyond it's more just in general companies i would wouldn't expect that kind of response yeah. from a company yeah it's just kind of not what i think of when i think of organizations so uh no that's really really awesome to hear and then just going back to the whole like people really pushing the idea that we need to eat less meat i've saw i've seen a lot of people kind of like that's a lot to say eat less meat but i think a lot of people are saying okay how about less beef like yeah. start somewhere Red meat or something yeah because yeah, i mean um farming beef and stuff like that it takes a lot of water it takes a lot of resources so if you mm-hmm. even just start with yeah. red meat even and if think, it's just beef i mean again i haven't done a ton of research on this and i'm obviously not the best source for this so do your own research too but like from my understanding of what i have researched and what i've heard farming beef like what people don't realize is that it's not just the land of where the cows are mm-hmm. that's taken up it's also the land of all the stuff that you need to use to feed the cows, mm-hmm. which is so like a lot of people talk about this with soy. Yeah. Why soy? what you shouldn't be eating soy because soy is such a highly GMO crop and it's destroying the atmosphere or whatever. And what people don't realize is that I think it's like somewhere like 80% of the world's soy crops are actually grown to feed cows mm-hmm. and livestock mm-hmm. so like people don't really realize that side of it they just assume if you're growing vegetables it's just for humans they mm-hmm. don't realize that you also need to grow food to feed animals i guess yeah which is fair not you just don't think of these things but uh so they don't realize that it's not just the impact of that one farm it's all the impacts around that you need to keep that farm running yeah um 
But uh, yeah, so like the Amazon rainforest is associated with producing 20% of the world's oxygen. And it's been on fire for three weeks. And that's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, it does, because of the climate it's in, like forest fires in the Amazon are a regular thing this time of year. But I mean, the longer they go on each year and the more damage they cause each year and the more fragile our environment is getting as a whole. Yeah. They, it gets more detrimental, yeah. right? But also what like sucks to see is that, first of all, it's taken three weeks of the forest being on fire to people being like, whoa, mm-hmm. why is no one doing anything about this? And like, it's also, even with that, a lot of people still can't, like, they're just like, okay, but meat tastes good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, D-, like, it's so hard that like you, s- I feel like so ma- there's so many people who see that connection you're like literally the planet is on fire like mm-hmm. you can't get more literal than the forest being on fire but then some people don't like they're just like forest fires just happen you just kind of like assume that it just happens because it's kind of normal in a lot of places of the world so like it's so hard for people to make the connection still which is so frustrating sometimes yeah and i think especially with things uh like the environment that feels so vast and so out of your like, control yeah people feel like them as a single person can't make a difference yeah and so they'll say yeah but i'm just one person so it doesn't really matter yeah. but i hate that mentality ev- because it's I literally know. like it takes all a bunch of single people to do it to make the impact so be one of those people yeah like, you're right you on your own isn't going to make a huge difference but if a bunch of people thought that them on their own could do it that makes a difference yeah exactly but yeah, so like I've actually seen a few uh, people on Instagram being like, you know, beef isn't like a steak every once in a while isn't worth the forest being on fire mm-hmm. and saying they're giving up red meat, which is so awesome. Yeah. So and like that is a huge step, even if you just be like or even if you cut it down, I'm yeah. going to have one steak a month, whatever mm-hmm. it is, like cut it down. Like that's a huge step in the right direction. And this isn't even like this isn't us coming from like an animal rights point of view this is us coming from an environmental point of view Mm -hmm. like this isn't if you don't associate animals like with empathy or whatever all that stuff it's fine Mm -hmm. but like now we're talking about where you live yeah (laughs) literally the survival of our planet so (laughs) i just like i feel like we like seen so many like end of the world things in movies that it just doesn't feel like it could actually happen mm-hmm. and like it's still even like now thinking about it like you're like could it actually happen like you don't you don't know it's so hard to tell what is actually like this is genuine like when they say we yeah. have this many years before we have irreversible yeah climate change it's so hard to tell whether how accurate that is or how that's just like them yeah. trying to scare us into doing something either way we need to be doing something yeah and it's but- just something that's like i feel like so hard to picture being like yeah. Wait, the world just won't be here one day? Yeah. What? Or human life just won't be here one day or whatever it is. So, like, I feel like it's hard to picture. So, I get why people don't fully take it seriously. But at the same time, if you don't start taking it seriously, we could learn that that is actually going to happen. And I don't really want to learn that. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just be cautious just in case. <laughs> it's so easy in your day-to-day life to just be like, uh, yeah, but everything's fine now. So, I yeah. feel like things are fine. And you just ignore the fact that, like, 15 years from now things might not be fine but you're good now yeah so that live in the moment be like look it looks fine or i'm enjoying the really hot weather or whatever (laughs) or like so what if i use a straw in a plastic cup every day yeah you just like people and like we're still two of those people that it's hard to sometimes associate 
one little action has actually some big consequences, especially because there's millions of people doing that little action. Mm-hmm. So it's like the exact same as like a million people doing something really awesome can make a huge difference. A million people not doing anything can also make a huge negative difference. Yeah. So um, it's that like, and also just that, like, I know you think like the thought of like, I'm just one person, I can't make a difference. You, even if, you were the only person that decided to make that change in the moment you slowly without even trying influence people around you Mm -hmm. so like if you're not getting a straw maybe someone else decides oh i don't need a straw Mm -hmm. and that's just that one time look that person didn't get a straw and it slowly just starts to become more normal yeah there is that trickle effect it could be slow but it's going to make a difference Mm -hmm. i I i'd say like the meat consumption and plastic single-use plastic are the two things that i always come back to single-use plastic i'm really really trying like i started like bulk barn which is great has you can bring your reusable containers um and it's been like that actually for a while Mm -hmm. and i haven't ever because it's also like really heavy to bring glass jars and the last couple times i'm like that's like a really bad excuse Catherine, to not bring your glass jars and i've actually it helps me buy appropriate amounts now Mm -hmm. instead of just like filling up a bag and you're like i think that's about a cup and then you bought actually bought two cups Mm -hmm. and said just bring your jar this is how much you need to fill up this is exactly how much room in your pantry and it does it so well so you avoid food waste and single-use plastic it's great (laughs) yep all right well that's going to be it for this edition of in the news i'm devin and i'm Catherine, and that's the way the plant-based cookie crumbles Patreon. <laughs> Forgot how to spell Patreon. Such a pretty pattern. Okay. So the cookbook poll is tied. One one. Okay. Here from Natasha. Natasha Morrison. Okay, so we're going to get into the actual portion of our episode. Yeah, this is the actual, this is the after the news. After the news. Where we're <laughs> going to talk about segment. how we come up with our recipes. And this was a topic suggestion from... Yeah, Natasha Morrison, one of our patrons. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you don't already support us on Patreon, you should do that if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Head over to patreon.com slash girls. We have some cool perks yeah we do you can help create our content with us you get to pick what you actually want to hear and what you want us to cook and all that stuff so it's fun and i like this topic because i feel like i do too it might like our recipe creation process might not be as straightforward as people think it is yeah i also think like i think we've talked about this a little bit before yeah. and i think it's changed since then so mm-hmm. i think it's a nice update um so Devin. yep i think last time we did this topic we weren't doing challenges as often oh so you're kind of in the recipe creation Uh, process too now (laughs) so when you're have to create a recipe what do you do how do you decide well uh to test i usually set aside at least 30 minutes to curl up in a ball and cry (laughs) (laughs) okay uh important step we have a mac and cheese challenge coming up where would you start yeah Yeah. (laughs) where would you start in the like how would you come up with a recipe you would open your fridge see buffalo sauce and be like oh okay got my recipe i don't have to see buffalo sauce to be thinking (laughs) about it i'm always thinking about buffalo sauce it is just so 
ingrained in my life um no for something like mac and cheese where it's one of those recipes that's been done so many times and probably in so many ways um i will still go to pinterest Mm. and just like type in mac and cheese and just scroll through and i don't i'll usually like oh that's an interesting and that's and then i like think start putting things together and then i end up just making buffalo no (laughs) (laughs) and then you scrap it all because it tastes disgusting and you just do buffalo sauce or the recipes that i end up looking at oh buffalo that is a good idea (laughs) um i but the factors in my recipes are usually is it complicated yeah and would i eat this yes and that's that's good factors that's where i draw the line so like the factors in mine probably different those yeah. two definitely come into play of course yeah but it's also i i approach it more on because i enjoy cooking more than you do mm. that's this at least where this yeah. blog started that's why you're here yeah <laughs> <laughs> imagine there's two people that hated cooking started a cooking channel i think it would still be hilarious yeah i think it would be even funnier almost <laughs> um mine also like i do a lot of where i'm like i just want to try something mm. so like even if it doesn't work out I'm like, sure, yeah, it's cool. Or like, (laughs) (laughs) everything I've made, for the most part, I think I would eat again. Not necessarily because it's, because it's delicious, but like, I've made some complicated things sometimes. Mm. Um, But I don't know, I like, I like to think of flavor profiles I like. So like, and especially on what kind of kick I'm on at the moment. So I'm like, oh, mac and cheese is coming up. Been really liking Korean food lately, or I've been eating a lot of curry lately. So, like, curry mac and cheese will probably be my recipe. Um, so, I just try and figure out ways to mix in what I'm currently eating. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I always end up like, ah, oh, I could do buffalo for this. I really couldn't. I'm like, no, 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 not this time, Devin. Yeah. Not this time. And then I look for something else. I'm like, okay, this could work. This could work. And then there's this period of self-doubt. <laughs> questioning everything I'm like is this really, why am i trying what, buffalo sauce is old reliable why would i not do that but then i'm like am, should i keep doing buffalo sauce it feels like a cop out and so then I do are you sauce saying you're not this. doing buffalo sauce oh for my, mac and cheese how could i not do buffalo sauce for mac and cheese like it just feels perfect. i mean you kind of did it already oh because you stuffed the burger bun with it oh my god that was some great mac and it cheese it was delicious mac and cheese oh i screwed myself over huh It'd actually be good with, like, a blue cheese dressing on it, too, or blue cheese chunks in it. Oh, oh my God, I want it. I am going to have to think a lot. (laughs) If I do use buffalo sauce, it's not going to be, like, a huge component. I think it'll be subtle. Oh, we'll see what happens. But I'm I'm not saying I'm going to use buffalo sauce at all. I'm not saying I'm not going to use buffalo sauce. I'm saying I have no idea what I'm doing. Okay, cool. Um, Cool, cool, cool. But I don't need this recipe soon, right? No. No, okay. no, no. Okay, good. Mac and cheese isn't until November, I Our, think. Oh, my God. Catherine? I've tested all my October recipes. That's the only reason I tested the other one. Because I'm ahead. Do we have a challenge recipe in October that I'm not prepared so. for? Okay, thank goodness. I think we skipped it. All right, let's talk about the recipe development process when um, it's not us against each other. So when just general recipes yeah, for yeah, yeah. our Sunday videos. Um, so obviously factors that come into play, season, mm-hmm. what's available. Mm-hmm what i'm eating mm-hmm. <laughs> um i also do do some research about like what's kind of popular but i don't really like to do that that much because like i just want to cook what i want to cook for the most part i try and balance it with the fact like oh well somebody also want this like because it's 
kind of seems gross. Is mm-hmm. this just me liking this? <laughs> so I like think about that a little bit. Sometimes I'll tweak it so that I know more people will like it this way, mm-hmm. but I generally still eat it this other way or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Um, but so I guess the main components are, at least now, this new approach to TMG is it's got to be pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Um, it, pretty common ingredients. Not afraid to use store-bought ingredients, so even store-bought's fine. Um, I try try and make it search-friendly mm-hmm. as much as I can, but I'm bad at that, I think. Hence our view count. <laughs> yeah. But, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's, like, kind of hard. It's more of, like, what I just, like, want to try making. No offense to everybody. I don't really think of our viewers that much when I come up with recipe development. Like, I think of, like, I'll go back and be like, oh, like, when we did sushi, I was like, people really like sushi. Let's do more sushi recipes. But, like, if I didn't already want to do sushi recipes, I wouldn't be doing more. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) it's, like, the balance for me when creating recipes is more on the side of what the heck do I just want to make. Which I like about, like, your yeah. approach. Like, I, we do make recipes sometimes for searching yeah. because we know this could be good for views. Yeah, and, like, especially when holidays are around yeah. that time, like, we will focus on those holidays. But usually it's still stuff we want to make. But mm-hmm. we'll focus on specific holiday-type foods. Yeah, but I feel like the recipes and the videos that, like, we enjoy more and just turn out better because we genuinely are excited about them are the ones that we're making for ourselves. Like, yeah. the foods that we're, like this sounds delicious we have to make this i don't care if no one's searching for it i don't care if it's kind of weird yeah this is amazing we gotta make this yeah i mean not that it was weird but like the ultimate vegan nachos we made today that came out today yeah so good so good. like it's like not necessarily that special of a recipe like there's some tmg twist to it and stuff but like it's so good and it's just kind of food we'd eat Mm -hmm. and i actually like i'm thinking people like i don't know i think our views have slightly gone up Mm-hmm. which is kind of nice um and i think people might appreciate the fact that we're just making food we really really like but um yeah no i don't like, i don't know if this makes me sound rude but i don't really care i just want to make food i'm gonna eat i mean you do care you're just like you're not do you're not making the food for the views yeah you're making the food because it's good food it's food that you want to exist right they would yes. say create the yes. thing you wish existed yes that's what you're doing yes <laughs> and it just Accurate. so happens that i think we have viewers that appreciate that mm-hmm. like your taste in food oh that's so good i i mean i, I don't know good. i think they appreciate your taste in food better i get yeah, but i think challenges. that that's bad for all of us <laughs> our, we would just be a, our video would just our channel would just be a buffalo frank's it would be sponsored by frank's completely and that's it would it. just be like so unhealthy and it would <laughs> i mean not that our foods are generally healthy now with me cooking them so. no but you know there wouldn't be any breakfast because although a buffalo tofu scramble um there wouldn't be any desserts because although buffalo cupcakes oh, no i'm joking <laughs> buffalo cupcakes with like a blue cheese blue cheese cream Stop. like icing can get down with that no i think it'd be good i'm gonna make savory cupcakes everybody Stop it. you're gonna ruin buffalo sauce aren't you Ooh. okay i'm definitely Don't. making savory cupcakes <laughs> so we can see if Devin makes something else <laughs> what if oh. when we did a challenge i just because usually i come up with my recipe first mm-hmm. and i text you what it is so like what if i text you and be like hey i'm doing this buffalo sauce recipe 
<laughs> what would you do? Would you still make a buffalo sauce recipe? Depends what it was. Like, what Depends if I, if I you thought you I could compete with your for buffalo mac sauce. and cheese. What if I was like, I'm doing a buffalo mac and cheese? Uh, <laughs> Should we just do the buffalo challenge? No, because I'm like, I feel like I've already done all my great buffalo <laughs> recipes. You don't know that. There's a lot. I think you could do a really good like buffalo lasagna. I think it would be delicious. This is the thing. Buffalo is just so versatile. Yeah, it is. It just... <laughs> I had a little bit of a panic this week. Cause oh, yeah? we had a comment about people were like, oh, what kind of buffalo sauce do you use? Is it vegan? I was like, I know that I looked it up, but like, is it vegan? Oh, my God. I do this all the time. Yeah. We're literally like, I'm so afraid to show brand names in case I miss something in the yeah. ingredients somehow. Because I'm not perfect. I don't know necessarily everything. I read ingredients. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is vegan. Mm. So like, I'll like get something and I'll be like, let's just not tell people the brand just in case. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's vegan, but I also don't want to say it's vegan and then it ends up not being and people eat dairy or something yeah. or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it is vegan, right? It is. Okay. Yeah. Because it says uh, butter flavor mm-hmm. on the label, which can be confusing. My favorite kind of flavor. But yeah, it's vegan. There's no dairy in it. Cool. So, but I just had a moment of I'm like, oh my God, all my recipes are terrible. I think the last recipe that you did that wasn't buffalo was gingerbread challenge no it was those hassleback potatoes which were good okay i was told i was a supportive friend in that video and one of our viewers said that and i really appreciated that comment you were yeah you whenever i get down on myself you're like devin it's not that bad hey no i actually really liked that recipe and i think it might have been because it wasn't a buffalo recipe not that i don't like buffalo sauce (laughs) but like it gets repetitive. Not that I, I'm one to talk. I eat the same cuisine for like three months at a time. So I agree. It is repetitive, but I just can't help that they keep tasting so good. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've just fallen into this buffalo train because before you didn't actually used to do a lot of buffalo recipes. Like you did the pull apart muffins that were so good. Oh, the no pizza muffins. Sauce. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you did. I'm good at this. You've done the gingerbread challenge. Well, we don't need to talk about that one. <laughs> I think if you just cooked it less, it would have been fine. I think if I had just tested the recipe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, what other challenges did we have? The grilled cheese one wasn't. Um, oh, pizza grilled cheese. Okay, yeah. if it's not buffalo sauce, <laughs> it's pizza. It's pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the pizza muffins, too. <laughs> um, do you feel limited? In our recipe development, because we're a vegan blog. Mm, no. Me neither. Why? What would that look like? What do you mean? Like, because we can't use meat or because we can't use well, eggs? Well, we have a limited choice of proteins. Like, we can't use all the proteins. Like, you could make lemon tofu and mm-hmm. lemon tempeh, but that's about it. Right. You can't make lemon chicken and lemon whatever and all this stuff. And all this stuff. Um, I don't feel limited. No. Because um, I think it's kind of cool to try and use meat techniques on the veg or like take inspiration from a meaty dish Mm -hmm. and make it vegan yeah because i find that i think we're less i think they're more limited the other way i think so too also just in their thinking (laughs) you're just not creative people (laughs) um but it's also fun to like veganize Mm-hmm. non-vegan recipes which means like we don't necessarily have to come up with like a totally original idea mm-hmm. but we put a vegan twist on it and i and really like when we yeah. do that like what really well pizza pockets Ooh, those were so, so good, good. <laughs> i love those pizza pockets something i've been wanting us to veganize lately because i don't know why but i've just had a weird craving for it even though i've never had it before oh. have you ever been to osmos 
No, but my brother loves it. It's like a shawarma place kind of, yeah. right? So they have a dish called chicken on the rocks. Okay. And it's rice and like chicken that's cut up and stuff. And yeah. then it's got like a garlic sauce on it. And that's all it is. And people at work really like to get yeah, it. And it just, I think that'd be easy to make. It looks so good. Like the chicken. What's just, in the rice? I don't know if they do anything to the rice. I think it's, it's this, just white rice. It's this mm, white or brown rice. I'm not sure. Okay, but it's just rice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's the seasoning on the chicken that appeals to me because like it just looks like that. Seasoning. Yeah. And then the garlic sauce looks really good. I don't know. I think that'd be easy to make. I, I think, think you so can make too. it with the lightly seasoned tofurkey right? chicken. And I just haven't been able to get it off my mind, even though I don't know what it actually tastes like. It just <gasps> looks really good. Should we start a fast food series or we just create vegan versions of fast food things? I think that would be so much fun. Yeah, I think it would be a lot of fun. But this is what's happening right now. This is this how is... we create recipes. Yeah. 100%. Um, we also created a recipe that I don't know if it works. We didn't taste it yet. Oh, that thing off in the fridge. The leftovers, yeah. The leftovers from another recipe. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. We haven't tried it yet, though. Um, but a lot of it stems off of like, hey, I like Big Macs. What mm-hmm. can I make a Big Mac? Yeah. Pizza, tacos, all this stuff. Uh, poutine. So like a lot of it stems from, hey, I really enjoy this flavor. Where can I put it? um that's how kind of a lot of it works or i'm like craving this kind of flavor like um for movie snacks that we made today Mm, i was craving something like sushi and i thought about the fact that Catherine likes to snack on nori sheets and i was like we should do something with that because i feel like we're not the only people that snack on nori and like that flavor profile and in snacks it's not as traditional at least not in our culture i guess um so then we made a what was it sesame checks mix yes snack but yeah a lot of it stems off what we're eating currently what we like what we find we eat a lot of Mm -hmm. um i don't really pay attention to like those like what's really popular in the moment like you know when like recipes get like super popular and everyone starts recreating them i don't really get into those that much i think that before we were a little bit more attentive to that and then it just didn't feel like we were being us yeah and even like with trying to hit national days we used Mm. to try and hit national days more even just for posting on social and now i just like oh it's too much work yeah and to a certain extent it doesn't feel real yeah it just feels like a curated feed instead of like hey i just wanted to share this recipe that i made with you instead of being like i made this recipe specifically because it's this day exactly yeah it just it takes the fun out of it in a way yeah like we still i still sometimes go to those days for inspiration yeah like if i'm really stumped on a recipe for a certain day i'm like okay what kind of national days are around it what Mm -hmm. holidays around it i kind of use that sometimes if i'm really stumped on a recipe but they're pretty much last resort yeah like i don't really i think the most things we take influence from is seasons yeah so like i tend to not make soups in the summer I mean, I just did a ramen, but tend to not make soups in the summer because who wants to eat soup in the summer? Yeah. Um, you tend to barbecue only in the summer. Like, I, I'm i not going to barbecue in the middle of December. Mm-mm. No one's going to want that. I don't want that. I mean, I would probably still do it, but like, no one wants that. Like, I know no one wants that. <laughs> <laughs> no one would do that. So it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the main cues I take from our season and then what i feel like eating mm-hmm. sometimes i walk down like grocery store aisles and just be like let's see what sparks inspiration mm-hmm. or like things like i bought czech cereal for this recipe we did and all of a sudden i had a box of czech cereal to use up what the heck can i do with czech cereal all right pour chocolate on it <laughs> naturally yeah 
Um, so things like that. Like a lot of recipes have actually stemmed from that recently where I'm trying to clear out the mm-hmm. stuff that I've bought from my fridge. So I'll be like, okay, I make a recipe. I'm like, hmm, could I add this to it? Because I'm just trying to get rid of that in my fridge. So <laughs> a lot of that food waste mm-hmm. helps with that too. So Yeah. And I think whenever I have ideas... It's either from seeing something non-vegan and thinking, we could veganize that. We could veganize that really well. Let's do that. Or it's like, what's cheap and easy? We need yeah. cheap and easy. I need cheap and easy. <laughs> um, I also like to take inspo from restaurants. Yeah. To see if it like, can make a simpler way to do it. Like, can I make this at home? Probably. Can I make it better? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Or even like um something you'll pick up at the grocery store and you're like you read the ingredients and like the flavors that are all in it you're like yeah i feel like i could just make that myself Mm -hmm. um sometimes i get too influenced from like shows and things like remember when i talked about wanting to do certification on soup like a week ago yeah yeah yeah. like that was stemmed from a master chef episode and like i still want to do it but i know that's not our audience so i'll probably just do it for myself and see if i can do it just because i just like doing new cooking methods but it doesn't really make sense unless you run a michelin star restaurant like no one at home yeah wants their soup spherified spherification spherified is that a word i don't it's <laughs> it's very weird to i don't but it would be a fun like whatever wednesday yeah like, like a, let's try and do this and yeah. see if we can yeah yeah so um yeah expect spherification soon. <laughs> oh boy all right do you have any final thoughts on recipe creation um if you want to start creating your own recipes like i don't know if this is why natasha suggested it yeah yeah like maybe she wants to start trying to like create her own recipes even if not for a blog just for yourself Mm -hmm. um just kind of throw things together like the number of times i've eaten disgusting food that i've made is countless Mm -hmm. so if it doesn't work you know it doesn't work and you can change it for later so yeah and i'm still pretty like beginner when it comes to creating recipes which is why i tend to use the same ingredients (laughs) over and over again but like that's a stepping stone like mm-hmm. do that a lot and get used to doing that because then you'll be more comfortable doing it with things that's that are, like, you're less yeah, familiar that's with. with like a lot of skills like even like when you look up when i was looking up stuff for photography when we were first starting out a lot of people are like get really really good with your kit lens before you move yeah. on to the next lens so it's like get really really good with comfortable with comfortable with ingredients you're comfortable with yeah and then you'll move on to the next thing when you feel more comfortable cooking and it feels more natural to you. Yeah, and don't feel like it has to be like this complex, like fancy recipe that you're making. Yeah. It can be totally Frank's simple. Frank's is always there. Yeah. Frank's, a little bit of non-dairy milk, some cheese, and some pasta. Mm-hmm. Mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will also say like in my day-to-day life, uh, something that's always been there for me is uh, peanut sauce. Oh, you do like making peanut sauce. Yep, yep. That's a solid one. Stir fries are great. I like generally speaking asian cuisine mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of easy er recipes in asian cuisine that you can make up which is nice yeah yeah asian cuisines this was fun oh, i'm hungry now though yeah we haven't really actually had like a meal today no all we ate were these snacks, um, snacks. yeah and most of them were chocolate yes so we should probably uh, yeah get some food um so yeah thank you again to natasha for suggesting this it was a really fun topic to talk about Mm -hmm. um if you want to help us create more podcast episodes recipe videos all that kind of stuff um patreon is the first place we look to Mm -hmm. uh so if you're in the place to do so we'd love your support uh you can support for as little as two dollars 
um a month so it's not a lot mm-hmm. and you get some extra perks you get to help us create content and if you donate ten dollars or more you get to become a tmg mukbanger and that comes with great perks yeah we you get a full extra video a month you get to meet two mukbanging girls that's us <laughs> i know it sounds great <laughs> <laughs> yep so uh if you can we'd love your support um if you're not in the place to support with money we totally get it um just sharing videos sharing our podcast with people you think might like it always really really helps and we love to hear your feedback too so email us yeah you can email us at two girls at gmail.com or if you have the anchor app which is where our podcast is hosted you can actually call into the show and leave us a voice message and then we can feature it on our next episode Yes. To check out all of our vegan recipes, our blog is at twomarketgirls.com and we are Two Market Girls on YouTube. So give those a check out and, and subscribe. Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter. Pinterest and Twitter. We are all over it. Yes. Literally almost every social media platform you can think of, we are on. Right? Yes. Yeah. And that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.